and welcome to the Hustle and Bustle podcast. My name's Nicole Bennett and I'm an urban and regional planner and I'm the host of this podcast. Each episode I bring you conversations with city shapers and urban thinkers, leaders in the field of urban planning and city building. I'm located here on the beautiful Gold Coast in Australia. We're one of the host cities for the Brisbane 2032 Olympics and Paralympics. The next 10 years is being described as the golden decade for our city and our region. The conversations on this podcast help us understand the opportunities and challenges ahead. So please take a minute from your busy hustle and bustle day and let's have a great conversation. And welcome to episode 10 of the Hustle and Bustle podcast. Today I thought I would use this this podcast episode to reflect on the first nine episodes of the podcast. We've reached the halfway mark of this season of the Hustle and Bustle podcast. Um, So, you know, I thought, why not use the halfway point to sort of look back and and see who we've chatted to and and really try and um, understand what sort of the key messages are from each of them. Um, and, And then we can look ahead to what the next 10 episodes will bring. Um, I also thought I would share some of the recent work I've been doing around trends, um, trends that affect cities globally and are likely to affect cities into the future. So it's a bit of a split episode um, and it's a solo episode, so no guests today, but uh, really just using um, a lot of the information that we've, we've gained from the first nine episodes and then, and then looking ahead. But before I do that, I thought maybe I'd share some of the stats um, from the podcast uh, over the last uh, nine or so weeks. So we've had over 600 downloads of the of the episodes, which is so cool. Um, the most popular episodes to date are definitely the uh, episode two with Paul Burton, uh, which was uh, chatting with him about the Gold Coast and the history of the Gold Coast and also um, episode four with Leah Lang, the new Queensland government architect. So if you haven't listened to either of those, I definitely recommend you check them out because they are the the most popular ones so far. Um, And then the other cool stat I saw was where people are listening from. So the majority of people are tuning in from Australia and, and in Queensland, but we've also got some listeners from Victoria, which is awesome. Shout out to you guys in lockdown. Um, and then we've also got listeners from overseas. So there's people from the United Kingdom, um, USA, France and Spain. Um, so yeah, really cool. Um, was not expecting that, but, but welcome. Hello. And I hope you're enjoying the content. Okay, so let's recap on some of our past episodes and um, I might just start from the beginning and, and just go over the, each of them quickly before we then get into what the lessons are. So uh, episode uh, one was just a welcome and intro. Episode two was with Professor Paul Burton, the director of the City's Research Institute. We chatted about the Gold Coast, the history of the Gold Coast, compared ourselves globally to some other cities um, and just really lamented on, on Paul's experiences, which was excellent. I then did a solo episode around the Olympics bid documentation for 2032 Um, I had a look at the master plan, the venue list, um, infrastructure priorities, and I just summarised some of those key points for the Gold Coast. 
Episode four was an interview with Leah Lang, as I mentioned, the new Queensland government architect. We chatted about what is good design and we unpacked what good design means and why it's important. Um, episode five was with Josh Letty um, and we spoke about making cities great for children. So Josh and I both have three young kids each and we chatted about our experiences navigating cities with kids and how it's a completely different story than when we were without children um, and how we can plan for that next generation and make places fun and delightful um, and, you know, and, and really what, what we should put in them to make them great for kids. Um, I then chatted with Kerry Reithmuller. Um, Kerry was, um, she led the team who prepared Shaping SEQ, which is the current Southeast Queensland regional plan. Uh, Kerry and I spoke about population growth and projections, and then also spoke about regional planning and, and how you sort of, um, plan at that scale of a whole region. So that was an excellent chat. Um, And then I spoke with Martin Garrod. He's the um, vice president of YP Gold Coast. And we spoke about the great ideas for the Gold Coast publication, which is the second iteration of the document. And it really looked at um, what some of the the great ideas that um, YP, which is the Young Professional Advocacy Group, but also um, Griffith University students and and others have for the Gold Coast. So that's a really great publication. Um, And then I chatted with Greg Tupperkoff um, and Greg brought the developer's perspective. So a lot of my previous guests before Greg were um, government um, or or, um, university sort of speakers. So Greg really brought a different view, um, but it was a very um, grounded view in that we all need to work together to create um, the best places for everyone. And we also spoke about um, the importance of industrial development and how some of the barriers in our planning systems are making it a bit hard for good um, industrial businesses to set up and, and to be established, especially within southeast Queensland. And finally, last week, I spoke with Natalie Raymond, who's uh, the co-founder and CEO of Yimby, which is the group Yes in My Backyard. It's a non-for-profit which says yes in my backyard to good development and city growth and all of the benefits that, um, you know, development can bring to neighbourhoods. And so that was a fascinating chat. So that's a quick uh, recap of of each of the episodes to date. Um, And so I wanted to uh, sort of pull out three take-home messages for me. And I've been thinking about this all week. Um, There's been such a wide variety of conversations, such a great group of guests. Um, But I really wanted to try and synthesize what have they all told me? What's been the common threads that I've heard from each of them? And I think for me, the first one is about quality. So Leah really started that conversation um, in episode four where she spoke about the importance of quality development um, and good design and and how that can really positively contribute to places and and make cities great. So how, you know, creating a quality outcome is an iterative process um, and and how, you know, quality needs to be at the heart of what we do. So um, 
that conversation flowed through um, with many of the other guests, particularly um, with Josh um, speaking about quality places for kids um, and Natalie with, you know, we, we could have a very black black and white yes or no sort of response to development, but really what it should be around is, yes, it can happen if it's a quality outcome and it improves our quality of life. Um, so quality is sort of a, a key message for me that's coming through in a number of these conversations and even the conversation with Greg, you know, about developers wanting to produce quality outcomes. Um, it, yeah, that stuck with me as well through that conversation. The second uh, key message for me is around um, tearing down the fence and and building the bridges. So um, in the conversations, particularly with Natalie, Greg, um, and Paul, you know, we spoke, we spoke a lot about collaboration. Um, and even with Kerry, you know, it was how do we, you know, between government, community and developer, how do we forge those relationships that really make it so that we can solve these complex problems together and we can do it in a way that, um, is collaborative because doing it on our own, any one entity on their own is not going to, um, so, is not going to produce the meaningful outcomes that we need. And I think expecting government to solve it or someone else to solve it is, is not the right approach. We all need to sort of go to the table and, and understand truly the issues and then be able to say, all right, how can we resolve it? And how can we work out what's in it for everyone? Um, so that there, there is that joint decision-making and joint ownership. So, um, yeah, building those bridges and tearing down the fence, it, it was a key message that's come through in a number of these conversations. Um, and number three is about change and change being a constant. So, you know, I think with the strong population growth that we've spoken about, um, in a number of the episodes, you know, the Gold Coast is a city of change. You know, it started as a series of villages um, in 1960, um, uh, 50,000 people. And now it's, a, you know, a small, a small city in the international scale. You know, it's um, 650,000 people. Um, and, you know, it, it has gone through rapid change. And I think into the future, it's projected to change even more you know over the next 20 to 30 years we'll hit you know a million people um and you know there's a lot of change not just in population growth but also in you know climate change um you know and and how do we meet our targets um and our sustainability goals you know that's going to take a huge amount of change and a huge amount of work um, you know, the Olympics has an opportunity to really change our region for the better. Um, and, you know, so I think it's, it's, it's first accepting that change is happening and then it's harnessing and navigating a way through the change to make it work for us. You know, it's how do we make a better life out of all of this change? Um, but I think we need to acknowledge that we are changing and that, um, city, our city is changing and our region is changing, but it's how do we change for the better? Um, I think that's my the key message that I'm taking from from all of those change conversations. Um, so they're my top three. Um, so change, tearing down the fence, and quality outcomes. Um, 
yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the next 10 episodes bring. Um, and I've got some great guests lined up to um, really unpack some different topics. Um, we're going to talk about transport planning. We're going to do a, a bit about the environment and resilience. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for some, for some really interesting chats to come. Um, but before I go, I do want to speak about um, some work that I'm, I'm doing at the moment um, about trends and future trends that are affecting cities. Um, it's some early work, but I can just give you some high level sort of ideas as to what's coming out. Um, and it's under a number of different categories. So there's social trends, there's technology trends, there's economic, environmental and political so I'll just give you a couple out under each of those headings. Um, so under social, um, there's lifestyle revolution and there's diverging demographics. So under lifestyle revolution, um, there's this idea that you can work from anywhere and that um, quality of lifestyle is the key um, contributor to where people are choosing to live. So people are wanting desirable, holistic and fulfilling lives. And that's a real shift from where, um, you know, maybe the focus was in the past, which might have been more about where they can get the better jobs and better money and better connection to services. Um, but now and into the future, it'll be that idea of a hybrid of virtual and authentic experiences and really prioritising health and well-being. Um, and how all ages, genders and cultures can come together to live in harmony. That's a, another key trend that's sort of coming from, from international um, case studies as well. Um, under technology, uh, it's really how do we harness technology to solve some of these problems. Um, so technology itself is not the solution, but it, it is a tool to be used to help solve some issues. And uh, I guess a key issue is how do we move around our cities? Um, cars and congestion is, is a major issue. So intelligent mobility is becoming a more and more um, trend um, across cities internationally. Um, and that intelligent mobility is about active mobility, efficient mobility and sort of smart ways to move around. Um, the other trend is about co-located ecosystems. So it's an interesting one of authentically mixing creativity and knowledge um, to really elevate kind of how we do things and, and use technology as an enabler. Um, so under economics, there's a real trend around circular economy. So this lines up really nicely with some of the sustainability targets, but it's how do we um, unlock, um, you know, this kind of notion around eliminating waste and sharing ownership. So, you know, you don't have to own something yourself. It's how to, you know, you could sh share kind of a mower, for example. So rather than everyone having a mower and just using it for, you know, one day a month, it's, you know, sharing some of these items so that there's more circularity in the in the economy and, and not so much wastage. Um, you know, it could also be rather than, you know, producing an item um, to use it once and then throw it away, it's how do we repurpose, reuse, recycle, you know, that product to, to use it um, more and more and you know, really harnessing the energy that goes into producing something so that it's not just a throwaway item. Um, 
you know, that, that, that'll be a huge focus into the future. Um, the other one is around transforming industries. So, you know, industries are changing rapidly, um, you know, based on technology trends and social trends and environmental trends and political trends. So, you know, it's just acknowledging that our, you know, the jobs of tomorrow aren't even known about today. So, you know, industries are rapidly transforming, um, and, you know, we need to keep abreast of what those key skills are that are required for those new jobs into the future. Um, the next one is environment. So the decarbonisation, which, which is reducing climate impact whilst being resilient to climate change effects, um, that'll be a massive focus. And I think the environmental um, focuses will be huge into the future um, because under biodiversity, which is another trend, I think really we're gonna we're gonna see nature really be positioned as the most important asset that we have um so it's how do we regenerate um and celebrate the key natural assets of our cities um and how do we make our cities resilient to climate change impacts continued urbanization and preserve the lifestyle which really at the heart is is about nature and finally, political. So, you know, how do we, the first um, trend is around geopolitics. So diversifying trade and aligning with global commitments. So the shift from east to west um, and all of that global uncertainty, you know, how do we strengthen our local industries to be more resilient to that uh, geopolitical uncertainty, I think is going to be important. The other one is around stewardship, which is really great because it's this idea of co-design and embracing co-design in order to achieve community buy-in um, and, and that true community engagement. So we see cities around the world establishing, you know, community group, uh, community um, decision-making bodies, which, you know, really give the power back to the community to develop plans and to develop policy. So that's a bit of an overview of some of the trends that we might see affecting cities into the future and, and hopefully we'll, we can do an episode on some of those um, so that we can unpack them in further detail. But I'm going to stop talking there. Um, that's been a bit longer than what I was envisaging, uh, but I hope that that's been an interesting episode and that um, you've enjoyed kind of going on a journey back to uh, think about some of the, the episodes that we've we've embarked upon previously and then also um, chat about some of those future trends that we might be able to delve deeper into with some future guests um, so thanks for tuning in to the hustle and bustle podcast this week and every week i really appreciate all your support as always please share the podcast with your friends and colleagues if you'd enjoyed it um, you can follow us on instagram hustle underscore bustle underscore podcast we also have a LinkedIn group now, uh, Hustle and Bustle Podcast. So search for that and add that to your LinkedIn so you can keep up to date on there. That's all from this episode. Thanks again for listening. I'll catch you next time. Bye for now. <laughs>